Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host, live from Venice Beach, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Good morning, Joe. Episode 646. That's a, that's a New York area code right there. 646. What, uh, what part of New York is that? That's like, that's like city cell phone. That's like back in the day when... We had, we had 212 was like Manhattan and like 718 is, you know, like Queens and Brooklyn. And then they introduced cell phones and we just started running out of numbers. So they were like 917. And then they were like 646. They just kept coming up with new area codes. Is that kind of like LA? How like 213 is like the real old, like downtown? Yeah. But now, right, like there's 323, 310, and I think what's the newest one in LA? 424? Yeah, 424 is probably our 646. Yeah. Yeah. We don't got that in Cincinnati. We got one area code, 513. Yeah. That's some small town but, shit. Right but there. you were, you knew you were, you knew you were in New York, or like I still have a 914, which is Westchester, but like, if you if you were in the city and you had nine one seven, you were like you know you got some good. If you had some six four six, you're like you budget ass little midwestern transplant coming here buying your Brooklyn Nets jersey, Minnesota trash. <laughs> well, Joe, we have two sports back. So this is this. I told you before we started. This is a good three sports back, Andy. Hockey's a sport, whether oh, yeah. you like I'm, it or not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Four sports. MLS has been back, right? Hockey's back. Golf's back. Soccer's back. We're but doing it. Two, two, three of the four majors are back. Three of the four. Three of the big four. The big question: hockey, is, hockey, basketball, baseball. How long will they last? And 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 we shall see. Um, as this unfolds, I'm very confident in the NBA, which will start tonight. Two games tonight. We've got the Rockets and Pelicans and the Lakers Clippers in the LA game. Love it. Let's just get into it. Let's since get that, into it. Since basketball's back, I'd like to just get into what we think is going to happen. We can make some predictions, what we want to happen, what we think will be some crazy storylines that could come out of the bubble. Now, everybody, obviously, the hands-on favorites are going to be the Bucks against the Lakers or the Bucks against the Clippers. Right. Do you agree? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think that I agree with them being the favorites, but I don't agree that it's like a hands-down. Like, I just think that this break – and people being out with COVID and just the bubble life, uh, a lack of home court really advantage, a lack of fans. I think the whole thing throws everything for a loop. So the idea that, you know, any of these teams' odds are the same as they were prior to this is ridiculous. Um, you know, 
the Bucks team is young and and uh, Giannis driven, and much like the Lakers with LeBron, without him, you know what are they? And I think we have to consider the fact that like anything can happen. I mean, guys are already getting COVID for going to strip clubs for wings, like on like. Well, he didn't get COVID. He just broke protocol. Right, whatever, and was and then has to be. But my point is, you then have to be quarantined. Sure. You know what I mean. So, like anything is possible in this in this bubble life, in this post COVID life. So the idea that anybody is a hands on, hands down favorite is uh, is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I think um, the Clippers being super deep is helpful. Um, I think the Lakers having two of the best players in the league, including LeBron, who still to me is the best player in the league, especially in uh, this sort of situation where having a a guy with LeBron's mental uh, greatness in the game, you know, a coach on the floor, a guy who can remember every play, every set, everything that happens. I think that's going to give the Lakers a great chance, but I just think, everybody is vulnerable like yeah. you know we had a we had a 30 point half from James Harden the other night in you know uh, a pre second season game like to me i don't want to play the rockets in a playoff series if i'm one well, of those well gordon's going to be out two weeks so that's right that's- but 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 you know this this goes across the board i don't want to play the raptors if i'm the bucks I don't want to play. I just think, you know, anything like if if we're going to have weird upsets, which we've seen in the NBA in in series before, we've had eight beat ones. We've had, uh, you know, sevens beat twos. This year is as ripe for that as any, if you ask me. I think some people think it will go the other way. Like this will just, you know, separate the real teams from the fake teams. But I I disagree. I think I think it's going to get weird. So but. Are they still the favorites? Yeah, I think that they are. Well, the Lakers are the Vegas odds-on favorites right now. I think that's because of, obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis and some of the experience. I will say the Lakers' supporting cast, besides their big two dogs, suspect. I was going to go the opposite. I think underappreciated. Really? I mean, you got, you got Avery Bradley out. You got Rondo out. Like, who is underappreciated in your opinion? I think... I think Dwight Howard has filled his role perfectly this year. Okay. No, but, but, but hold on. And we'll start with him. I think he has been a great energy guy off the bench. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to play defense. I think that's huge. And, and I think the one-two punch of him and McGee, I mean, again, these aren't, you know, one's at the latter end of his career in Howard, and McGee has been basically the perennial shacked and a fool. And I get right. that. Right. But, I, but I think that combo... But their bodies, but their bodies. And that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying they're great. I think that's why I use the word underappreciated. I think, obviously, I've been a huge stan of Alex Caruso. Right. And, and I think with Rondo Hurt... Every, everybody loves Alex Caruso. And the bottom line is Alex Caruso is going to play 12 minutes a game. But he's not now that Rondo's out. Right. Dude, I've been saying... I've been preaching on this show all along. He should get way more PT. He's a better scorer. He's a better facilitator, I think. And I think he 
knows his role better and he plays better defense. And it's just my opinion. I, but, I, I mean, I actually think Lon, Rondo is addition by subtraction. I, they, they love to give Rondo PT. Rondo loves to take bad shots. Rondo has been a guy who since, you know, year one, year two of his career where he gets a championship with the, with the Celtics has thought he was a premier point guard in the league. He's never, not for one second, been a premier point guard in the NBA. Not for one second. And he's never been able to shoot. And he's one of those guys whose reputation from those first couple years has, you know, given him more stature than he deserves. And therefore, he gets more run than he deserves. I I honestly, if I'm a Laker, a, a real Laker fan, I'm not that upset that Rondo's out. I actually think it could potentially help them. Avery yeah. Bradley's Avery Bradley's a different story. I agree. And honestly, R- Rondo's a good defender too. But the difference between Rondo and Avery Bradley is Avery Bradley knows. Just, I'm here to play defense and hit open shots. Rondo, he's never been able to hit a jump shot in his entire career. Suddenly, he's like shooting threes. Yeah, but that's my point. That's why I was trying to say about Caruso. I think he fills his role. I think he's one of those guys who knows his role better on that team. I agree with your sentiment that it's more prone for upsets. And I see most analysts are kind of following the guidelines of the big, you know, the three that I said, the Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. But uh, I feel like the Celtics are kind of being underappreciated right now. The Celtics, the Raptors, the Rockets, the Nuggets. I think there's a lot of underappreciated teams that it all depends on how the, the rust shakes off. And I think team basketball is going to come into play heavily because there's going to be that, that, that rust factor. There's going to be the, the, refining your chemistry factor whereas if you're a rockets team there isn't really chem stand around and watch james harden and russell westbrook that's their chemistry it's like they can get right back into what they do because it doesn't really you know the chemistry doesn't really have an effect on them yeah um now that to me that doesn't to me that makes them susceptible long term as people do shake the rust off, but it also makes them dangerous right out of the gate. Hey, no one's played basketball in a couple months, uh, but James Harden still does what James Harden does. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think uh, this is definitely a Kevin Durant or Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible, yeah. and it, it could create some crazy upsets. Now, is there any crazy thing you think might happen? Because we because we've seen now not just NBA players across the board because that's what i'm hearing from the marlins players kind of back to the original (laughs) point these guys can't control themselves like i'm just gonna say pro athletes in general i don't care the sport it seems like they can't control themselves well uh, the the bottom line is they're all a lot of them are really young guys like it's the same thing as you 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 always try to hold bilbo to this standard of the same thing most NBA guys are Bilbo. They, yeah, in the middle of the night, they're getting up and they're eating cheese out of the freezer. You they're know? they're like, Bilbo with millions of dollars. Yeah, they're Bilbo with millions. Of, but my point is, is like, it's totally reckless to get up at 4 a.m. and eat a cheese stick. It's totally reckless to go to a strip club for hot wings on your way to the bubble. But 
they're I mean, for, first of all, Lou Williams is like 40. <laughs> but a lot but that, of these guys are young. But that's my point. Look, look, I understand. I was young and dumb. But it's just interesting that, again, it doesn't matter the sport. You were like 34 when you were asleep on the street in downtown Los Angeles. 33, but yeah. close, close enough. Yeah, look, I also, I also wasn't but, – but hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I also feel if I had millions of dollars on the line and somebody said, yo, dude, Keep your dick in your pants for a couple months. Don't go out. Control yourself. Money talks, I think. That, that's what's been surprising to me on whether it's but the that, ball. But, but that's, that's something that's gone back in sports history. People for sports eternity have had millions of dollars on the line and can't stop getting DUIs and can't stop like I know, getting it's crazy. caught out at strip clubs and can't stop you know, doing whatever. Like, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. You're Ben Roethlisberger. You have a million dollars. You're in Nevada. Get a hooker. Stop, stop assaulting the concierge when she comes up to pick, your, up, pick up your tail. But there are, you know, a lot of these guys are monsters. It's wild. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the, the wrinkle that we have right now in sports where you're just ready for a new story to drop. And here's a story that we have not covered. And by the way, I messed with you before the show. We have not covered this. I'm glad you brought it up. Tom Thibodeau, hired by the Knicks. We haven't covered it. No. Joe, oh. Joe texted me before the show, did we cover it? I was playing with him, and I said, yeah. And he just wrote, my memory's trash. <laughs> no, we haven't covered I could, it. Well, the reason I asked is because I have talked to a lot of people about it. Um, and I was like, I just can't remember if I talked to Andy about it on the Dirty Sports podcast or not. Um, yeah, Tom Thibodeau, officially the New York Knicks, next head coach. I don't like it. Um, I don't like it for a number of reasons. Um, but my tweet, my original tweet when the, when the story first broke that they were negotiating with him is, is my main thing, which is, ah, yes, the Knicks returning to that 90s style defense first hard nose Riley era Knicks basketball that led them to exactly zero fucking championships. Like we have hired a coach who has gone multiple places, been fired multiple times, has a track record of success that basically ends at was an assistant coach on a Celtics team that won a championship with three Hall of Famers. How's Doc Rivers done post-Celtics? How's Rajon Rondo done post-Celtics? I mean, we're just talking about all these guys. It's like that the big three coming together when they're all in their primes and winning one championship, I actually think is an argument against that whole coaching staff. And, and to me, it's like, as a Knicks fan, and obviously – I'm a Knicks. Obviously, unless they rehire Mike D'Antoni, I'm never going to be happy. But at the same time, it's it's not really about Mike D'Antoni specifically. But like, how are we not going offensive minded? Like to me, this seems like a very similar uh, approach to like, let's hire Phil Jackson. He's got a thing that works. We'll run the triangle. It was a nightmare. Stop getting. Stop hiring guys with antiquated basketball styles. I'd rather have Don Nelson in a Hawaiian shirt with his Willie Nelson hair than Tom Thibodeau 
preaching defense first to like, you know, 20 something year old draft picks. Yeah. So I'm looking, you guys, you guys have been a pretty big disaster with your coaches. So it's pretty crazy. So since Riley, it's gone. Don Nelson, Van Gundy, who who did all right. Don Chaney, Herb Williams, Lenny Wilkins, Larry Brown, Isaiah Thomas, your boy. Where Hall of Fame coaches go to die. It's it Lenny is Wilkins, Don Nelson, Larry, Larry Brown. I mean, have we had have we had five of the top eight winningest coaches in NBA history? Yeah, and then it's I mean it's really fallen off since Larry Brown, Isaiah, your boy D'Antoni, yeah. Woodson, Derek Fisher, yeah, Kurt Rambis, Hornacek, Fisdale. Uh, Mike Miller and um, now Thibodeau, or no, Mike Miller? Did somebody throw that in Wikipedia? No, Mike Miller, not the same Mike Miller, not not the player Mike Miller. Mike Miller was the interim coach after they fired Fornasak uh, After they fired Fizz. After they fired Fizz, sorry. Fizz, I actually liked Fizz, but they got you know, it, it, it's and and also it's what is. The bar for success if you're the Knicks head coach now. Like, it just seems to me that they give up so easily. I mean, the Phil Jackson, Derek Fisher era started, what's that, four or five seasons ago? Yeah. We've had five head coaches in that time? Fish, Fisher started, he was 2014 to 2016. But so, so, yeah. So six years ago, and how many coaches have we had in that time? And and by the way, that's 2014. That's the 2014-2015 season. We're currently in the 2019-2020 season, right? Uh, Thibodeau will be the fifth coach since then. Yeah, so literally a coach every year. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. It's a disaster. And and just to me, it seems like I, I understand there's not a lot of great options out there, but I don't know. Tom Thibodeau seems like such a, such a Knicks answer. Well, he, he is a, from my perspective, he is a very vanilla hire, Joe. He is, he is the girl next door. He is the cute girl who's going to be a six. What is Tom Thibodeau's resume that earns him the New York Knicks coaching job? I understand that the Knicks are a disaster, but it's still the New York Knicks. But therein lies the question, though. The, the sexiness of that job, it's just not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be because they fire everybody after a year. It's still New York. You're still going to get a good paycheck. I mean, t- here's the one thing Thibodeau has going for him. He does have a winning record overall as an NBA coach. However, he has not made it far in the playoffs since his first year the MVP Derrick Rose year, 2010-2011. And the Knicks have already done the Derrick Rose-Joe Kim Noah experiment. They are obsessed with that Bulls team. They're obsessed. They did Derrick Rose. They did Joe Kim Noah. They got rid of both of them. Now they're doing Tom Thibodeau. Cool. Let's play defense. Everybody knows in 2020 in the NBA, defense wins. Like, come on. Yeah. 
the 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 defensive-minded coaches. That's I, I just don't know that move nowadays. You have to. It, to me, it's like you have to have a defensive-minded coach, but not a defense-first coach. Sure. You need to have a coach that 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 wants to play defense and appreciates defense, but isn't like let's slow everything down. It's like the idea of playing slow these days. The idea of what Tom Thibodeau has done with the young guys that he did with the young guys in Minnesota is just going to play everybody 45 minutes and they're going to have to play. It's like, to me, it's a very uninspired choice. I understand that there's a lot of great coaches out there that are happy with their jobs. You're not luring a Rick Carlisle away. You're not luring, you know, uh, some of these guys away, but like, like it's just not inspiring for me as a Knicks fan. I'm like, Oh, great. Can't wait for Tom Thibodeau, but he fired in 18 months. You're like, can't wait to be a number eight seed moves in the first round. Cause that's what yeah. you're getting. Yeah. Well, Joe, I'm excited. The most, one of the things I'm most excited with NBA being back in the start of the second regular season, whatever you want to call it, is that we have a chance to partake with the dirt balls on the stakes app. I love that, right? That S T by the way, S T A K E S app. That's for, right. Because every time I hear stakes app, I get hungry. But then I'm like, oh no, it's even better than that. <laughs> yeah, guys, stakes is a free new app that takes game time to an, another level. All you gotta do is just watch the game and you answer live questions in the stakes app and win real cash. It's sort of like HQ trivia meets live sports, meets your group chat. The best part is that it's totally free to download and it's free to play. And we're really starting to build up uh, a bunch of dirt balls in the Dirty Sports group chat, which I love because we can all play along with each other. So, for example, Joe, tonight's game, right? We have the Clippers, the Lakers. There'll be questions like, which pair of all-star teammates will score more points in the first quarter, LeBron and AD or Kawhi and Paul George? I love that. Right. Or which team is going to hit the next three-pointer, the Lakers or Clippers? And you can follow along, answer these questions, talk trash to Joe and I, or ask questions that you want to just have a discussion, right? So all of this is available in our Dirty Sports group chat. So join our private Dirty Sports group chat after you download Stakes from the App Store. Enter group code DIRTY, that's all you got to do, and you're in. Chat and compete with myself and Joe, along with all the dirt balls during live games. Plus, Stakes is offering our private group, the dirt ball group, special game perks that include, I'm sorry, special game perks that increase your chances of winning free cash. Stakes is currently only available on the iPhones and iPad. Play for free, no credit card or purchase necessary. So, I don't know why you wouldn't be playing it. Looks like Joe is on it right now. He's seeing what's going on with the dirt balls. I know you guys are talking trash. I hopped in there yesterday, and I just wrote a quick message of uh, free Joe Kelly. So join Stakes. Join the Dirtball group chat. And I think we should get into that right now, Joe. Yeah. The whole debacle of Major League Baseball. And I'm going to take a deep breath because – I, I don't know how I can support baseball. I'm being dead serious. I just, I don't know. I tweeted they it, this. They make it tough. They make it tough. I mean, they do. And obviously we host a sports show and obviously we're sports fans, but I tweeted this out yesterday. It's really difficult 
legitimately for me to support baseball right now. The, the Joe Kelly situation, look, there's a lot to unwrap, unpack in the Joe Kelly versus the Astros situation. But let's just start with the very, very, very first thing that really nobody, I don't care if you're a Houston fan, can argue with. The idea that Joe Kelly was suspended for eight games, the regular, the regular 162-game equivalent of 22 games, a third of, like, it's, it's – it's, You know what it is? Breakdown, it's exactly 7.5% of the season. Yeah. Is absurd. And just like this – you know, this is the exact same thing as happened with Cindergard and Chase Utley and that piece of trash um, umpire, Adam Hamari. One, guy, one side does something horrible. The other side responds, doesn't even hit anybody, and they're the ones that get punished. The idea of eight games is ridiculous. He didn't hit anybody. Why was he suspended? For talking shit? Then there's also, like, let's, let's just stop and pause there for a second. It's so fucking absurd. And every single person alive, except for dipshit Houston fans, and by the way, the Venn diagram of people who just, like, refuse to wear masks and don't think that Astros have done anything wrong. It's got to be a circle, right? Uh, like, the, the idea that baseball has to police itself because Major League Baseball didn't punish a team that blatantly cheated. It's embarrassing. It's, like, it, it's embarrassing. Now, we can get into Joe Kelly was on the Red Sox team that cheated and won, so who the fuck is he? to be whatever we could also get into joe kelly just being kind of a dipshit red ass who's always had a problem with fucking everybody and looks like the dude from you know you on netflix and like like of all the people it kind of sucks that it was joe kelly but somebody had to do it somebody had to be the guy well again and then it's like i understand he's a dodger now and he's trying to ingratiate himself with the team so he's taking up for their fight but, but it's like, but the original point, right, is that not a single member of the Astros was suspended for cheating an entire season to a World Series. Like, let's just let's just go back to the beginning of this, and right. that's why this is so difficult for me. What, like, why? It is if if I had Rob Manfred on the show, that that's what I would ask him. That would be my first question. I would say, Rob. But there, but there is an answer, right? But and what it's, is it? What a terrible would it, answer, base. I'm, I'm trying to understand his answer. If I said to him, I have been a supporter of Major League Baseball basically since I was seven years old. Explain to me why I should support your league, pay for games. Obviously, you can't go to games now. Pay for merchandise, whatever it is. Why should I do that when not a single player was given any punishment for cheating an entire season. And then well, well, Andy, let me answer that question for you. The the bottom line is we needed to curb this sort of cheating, this sort of bending of the rules in baseball. So we made an agreement through the Major League Baseball Players Association that if the players came forward and gave us the information that none of them will be penalized. 
Now you're sitting here saying nobody's been penalized. AJ Hinch has been suspended. The GM has been suspended. Alex Cora has been suspended. So people were punished. The players weren't because we made a deal with them to get to the bottom of this, and we can't renege on that deal. Also, your, your friends, Pete Rose, will never be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame because we are against cheaters and liars and gamblers. I mean, it's, it's the worst plea deal ever, right? Like, <coughs> it, it's the worst deal. If you looked at the law and people who have plea deals, right, whether it's to narc on somebody to go into witness protection, right? like, this is, this is such a shit plea deal. And anyone defending the Astros, oh, because there are people, I have noticed. I mean, these people. Somebody instantly deleted his comment on, I took your tweet that you post on Dirty Sports and I put it on our Dirty Sports Instagram and somebody literally used the Patriot fan playbook. He wrote, oh, everybody cheats. The fact that you're mad, bro. I'm like, are you, and I literally wrote, are you a troll or are you a moron? And I think people just teamed up on him and he deleted it. But you can't defend this. And then also- Unless you're an Astros fan or you're a Patriots fan or you're a Red Sox fan because that, that these guys are like, no, 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 everybody cheats. That's a deal. That's a deal. You know, the fact that Joe Kelly has to basically be the Batman, he's got to be the vigilante in this crazy season of Gotham City. It's, it, it's, a, dude, it's embarrassing. It's, Again, it just leaves. No, I, I think. Speechless. I think that you know the thing again that you know you said witness protection before. the The issue is also that Major League Baseball didn't punish anybody. So let the game police itself. Carlos Correa and Altuve and Bregman. I mean, Bregman's on the record saying like baseball polices itself. It's great, and then he's whining and complaining that people are policing baseball. It's like what sh- if this is going to be the way that Major League Baseball handles it. We made a deal with the players and the players gave it up. Okay. Then they're going to get fucking thrown at. Like yeah. you have, if you don't see that coming, you're not qualified to be a commissioner of the game. Well, he's not, obviously. Right. I mean, he's, he's the worst. I just, like, I don't know. I know, I don't follow it closely enough. I know the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman, gets shit on a lot. Goodell gets his fair share of criticism, but Rob Manfred is just from this to how everything's played out. But go back. He, he again, he's hand selected by C, uh, by uh, Siegel. Bud Selig. Bud Selig. Siegel. Siegel. Rip, rip my manager. Uh, Bud Selig. Uh, the he's hand selected by him. There are people who are like Bud Selig stands still. Oh, I know. Like stop and, defending and, 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 and not just people, people and not just people in Milwaukee. It's like baseball is in a bad way and has been for a while, and it's because it's been mismanaged. Yeah. It's not that hard to sell baseball. Hot yeah. dogs, beer, outside, baseball, America, James Earl Jones, Kevin Costner. If you build it, they will come. Baseball. Baseball, Ray. Like it's not hard. I could sell base I could, give me give me a camera crew for eight minutes. I'll put together a 60-second commercial to sell baseball to an entire generation. And 
Rob Manfred takes it and, and Bud Selig takes it and they, they shit all over it by having absolutely no consistency. Who gets punished? Who doesn't get punished? What's legal? What's not legal? And also from steroids to this cheating, they let it happen. Yeah. They were complacent. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that is a big theme for the league of letting steroids happen, of letting cheating happen. And they just don't make any attempts to stop it. And that's why you have people like me saying, how can I watch? Like, like it's, it's such a bummer. Like, it's disappointing that baseball's back. And I just started, I've been watching obviously every Reds game. And then last night I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, why, why am I even watching this? This, this sport? is a farce. It's a farce yeah. at this point. Yeah. And I don't want to sound dramatic, but it's true. I wouldn't support Joe, it, right? You wouldn't support other stuff if you just got you know, there's other things in my life I just get sick of. And I don't Andy, I did the same thing. I did and I I'm at the point now like I'm too too Jacob DeGrom starts in the Mets season. I'm like if the Mets aren't going to get Jacob DeGrom runs and this guy's going to just throw shutout after shutout inning and get no decisions and take L's I, I don't even want to be a part of this. I, I don't. I can't even. I can't even root for the things I want to root for. Yeah, that's true, though. And and you know, good for Joe Kelly for following it up with an Instagram and not backing down. And like whatever. Like you gotta applaud Joe Kelly, even even in the fact that like I I like what he did, even though I didn't like that he did it. Like if anybody else did it, I I I'd be bonering out. I mean, the fact that it's Joe Kelly, you're kind of like, God, why, you, why did it have to be you? But then at the same point, it's like, that's, the re, why him is because he's the kind of guy that would fucking do it. I'm actually shocked. I'm looking at Joe Kelly's Wikipedia. He's a Cali boy. He kind of looks like a redneck to me. Yeah. No, he, he, I can totally see Cali boy. Can you? He was born in Anaheim. Yeah, spoiled little California fucking prep baseball player. He went to Corona High School in Corona. He's and probably then, been doing this for 15 years. And then he played at uh, UC Riverside, University of California Riverside. So, yeah, I, I'm a little, uh, little surprised by that. But, yeah, what a mess. It's just, just another blemish on the league. And while they're dealing with the whole fallout, so much has happened with the Marlins since our last episode. Yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, I, before we move on from the thing, it, like, how about your boy Dusty Baker? He ain't my boy. That's your boy. He's never been my boy. Just because he managed the Reds, I've always been critical of Dusty because Dusty did the same thing that he did with all the, right? Giants, Cubs, Reds, Nationals. Dusty always takes teams to the playoffs or actually is on teams with very talented rosters. It just so happens. Never won a chip. He never been my boy. I thought thought Dusty Baker would have been better, like, like, to me, I get that he was brought in to be like kind of the voice of reason and like Dusty he's Baker. He's a player's gonna, manager. Yeah, and he's not going to back down from people like any any never. But like the the post game press conference where he's like, "Well, it all started when he got called a bitch." It's like Dusty. How many people do you think Dusty Baker has called a bitch in his life? A thousand over under a thousand. Dusty doesn't seem like the call people bitch type. I disagree. You think? You're a you're an enormous black man who who wears 
uh, wristbands to manage, you're calling people a bitch. Got a toothpick in. You ever met a black man with a toothpick in his mouth that didn't call somebody a bitch? <laughs> I, I, you walk by a, a, a black man with a toothpick in his mouth, they only take it out to call you a bitch. Get my way, bitch. Okay. <laughs> you know what you have on your side? He's 71. So he's, yeah. he's, lived, he's lived enough years to call a thousand people a bitch. Yeah. And then he's all butthurt that Carlos Correa, who is a, such a bitch. Such a bitch. a bitch. Dude, I've never hated a team. I'll be honest. At this point, I'm trying to think in my life as a sports fan, I don't know if I've hated a team more than the Houston Astros at this point. Yeah. Can you, can you think of a team? Can you think of a team? A team I've hated more than the Astros. I mean, did you hate the Bulls when you were? Yeah, not like that though. Like not like not not like this. You know, you hated that. You hate you hate you love hated them. And Um, and that's the thing. Like like I've had a love hate or a respect. The team is great hate. I I didn't hate the Astros at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything I, about I, I've been that way with the Patriots and in the past, like, because of the same thing. There's like blatant refusal to admit that they were cheating, like acting like acting like they're being persecuted when all they do is nonstop cheating. And, yeah, and, it, just, and, and it's their fans, too. You know, it's the same thing. It's like the same like you got caught again and again and again. I mean, at least the Astros have been caught once. And this is their first time through that we got caught cheating merry-go-round. And they're, you know, this is deflate gate or spy gate one. Now I'll be honest. You and I last year around this time, about a few weeks from now, we were in Houston. We saw the Astros play. So we were there in August. I have a big regret. I, I should have punched orbit in his giant dick nose. I almost bought like a $200 fucking cardigan. Like Astros cardigan. Thank God they closed that store on me. Can you imagine if I had that fucking rainbow cardigan right now? Light it on fire. Yeah. It's a mess. Well, the Marlins haven't played a game. And I think, you know what? I think that's why people, have, they were lovable before. I've never they seen lo- it. They were a lovable bunch. They were. They've really turned quickly. So the Marlins haven't played a game since Sunday? Sure. And they're not going to play through Sunday. Bunch of games are still being canceled. The Phillies are not playing again tonight because a couple members of their staff have tested positive. So here we are, not even a full week into the baseball season. My question is, how are they going to deal with this in terms of like, like right now the Marlins lead the NL East because they're two and one. So they have the best winning percentage. How do they deal with this at the end of the season? Do the Marlins make the playoffs at seven and six? (laughs) Because the Mets are, you know, 30 and 30. So they're going to be playing like triple headers. Like, you know, where are they getting these games in? Because the season's supposed to be finished by September 27th. Yeah. When are they getting these games in? I, that's, I, I'm serious. I don't know. So you know another player tested positive. So now it's up to 19 players with a 30-man <laughs> roster. So that's the news today. Florida going to Florida. <laughs> I mean – we, we really – I'm proud of the title last week with Tug. Yeah. About this Major League Baseball being Gotham City. Yeah. It's chaos. It's yeah. pure chaos already. So, that's the that, first it reminds, 
Chris Wilde, I, I think it's an, an old joke, but Chris Wilde brought it back the other day. He's like, of all the 50 states, which do you hate the most and why Florida? <laughs> See, I don't actually hate Florida. Oh, man. Florida is such garbage. It's like, it, it's like you have to, can, you have to I, tread through, you have to tread through such trash to get to the places that are like nice. And even then, and even then it's like, it's a facade. I've never been to like Key West, you know? Have you been um, to like Destin? Destin's beautiful. Yeah. But like, but you have to trudge through such trash to get there. Here, here's a, here's a, here's and Miami, a, uh, like people love Miami. Miami's a, Miami's a coat of paint away from being a slum. Like, like sometimes you go, you, go, you go down the wrong block in Miami where they haven't repainted some shit like coral green. And you're like, yeah, this is a garbage town. I liked Boca. I liked Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You want to hear a crazy take? Sure. I like Florida. You know, I like Florida because it's so, it's, it's Walmart at the beach. You ever been to Jacksonville? No. <sighs> but I also haven't been to a lot of places. Yeah. But I like, I like the craziness of Florida. I like that you could die from COVID, like there's a good chance, and also from getting attacked by an alligator or a giant Flor python. One thing that I hated about when I moved to California, and I mean, you know, I don't want to destroy the valley, but like you drive in the valley, you drive down Ventura Boulevard, right? And it's just like you go neighborhood to neighborhood, but it's just like gas station, restaurants, you know, uh, little shopping centers, gas station, restaurants, shopping. That's all of Florida. Florida is just like one gigantic strip mall, unless you get off. But like, and it's like, oh, we'll go to, uh, you know, we'll go to this beach town or whatever. It's like, yeah, if you go off into like a beautiful area, it's one thing. But like, even in the best part, like if you need something, you got to go to a strip mall. I will say it's been a while. I haven't been to Florida since, man. Wow, it's been a long time. Maybe I did a show at Florida Atlantic University, maybe 2011 in Boca Raton. Like it's been a while. I'm trying. I don't know. I don't even know the last time I was in Florida. It wasn't that long ago, but well, the Marlins, because of the Marlins, I should say, there's a new protocol which is so funny to me that Major League Baseball is going to try to enforce. Now when the teams are traveling, players and staff members are going to have to wear surgical masks instead of, instead of the cloth masks. No leaving the hotel on the road. Good luck enforcing this. There will be a mandatory compliance officer, Joe, slash a COVID-19 hall monitor. This is all because of the Marlins. So that begs the question, you mean to tell me, again, we go back to this, you're going to be telling some 25-year-old multimillionaire kid who wants to go out, some cheddar dick's going to be in the hall like, no, you can't go out. They're going to enforce this? Well, they're going to try. I'm sure we're going to have our, I'm sure, you know, over under half a dozen, you know, failed compliances. Um, but they're, Yeah. I mean, it, it's stupid because you know it's you know it's just like anything else. It's like being in the minor leagues. The minor leagues, like, oh, we got you guys have a curfew and you whatever. Like, no one obeys that shit. No one. It's like uh, Super Bowl week. Everybody's got a curfew. 
more shit happens in Super Bowl week than the regular weeks. Yeah. So the eighth grade trip that my grade school always went to was uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, you know, colonial town, USA. So we'd always go to Williamsburg, Virginia. And the same thing, you know, you're in the eighth grade, you're what, 14 years old. Yeah. And they'd say, they'd hire security. They'd say, they'd literally walk outside because you could see the lights from the outside of where we're staying, lights out at a certain point. And I just remember just being like, even at 14, Dude, you're not telling me lights out. Like, dude, we were in, I forget where we were. I might have been, it was either Boston or Washington, D.C. on a class trip. And same thing. They, it was like, you have to be in your room after a certain hour. Kids were going room to room via the balconies of the ninth <laughs> floor of a hotel. You had seventh graders or eighth graders climbing balcony. Like, it was like full on a class full of Spider-Men crawling. And honestly, a ton, of, a ton of kids got in trouble. Like one kid almost fell. My best friend, Tony, who you've met, Calabrese, yeah. he, he had a broken arm from a football game earlier in the year. He threw a touchdown pass to me and shattered his hand on the helmet. No big deal. Um, and he couldn't climb. So I was like, ah, well, I'm not going to abandon you in the room. So I'll chill with you. And thanks to, thanks to Tony's broken arm, it's the only reason that we were like the two kids in the class of like, 45 boys who didn't get in trouble for climbing on the side of a hotel like spider-man exactly and we're talking about seventh and eighth graders what we would do to ignore curfew we're talking about again 20 year old millionaires yeah who's who's that guy is that is that a former cop or is that off-duty security like who's this compliance officer how do you apply for that job he's probably some former player turned red ass. Like he's, he's Joe Kelly in like 30 years, you know, it's Wally back when he's like, get in your fucking room. Wally back. What the fuck are you doing out? You know the fucking rules. Get in your fucking room. Oh man. Don't make me fucking come in there. I was on the goddamn 1986 Mets. I fucking pulled a crack pipe out of Doc Gooden's hands before I fucking start in 87. You don't think I'll come in your room and kick your ass up and down the fucking hallway. Oh, man. What a mess. Okay, so has your opinion changed since Monday's episode? Hernandez once threw fucking banana boat sunscreen in my eyes to try to escape <laughs> me on the fucking road. You don't think I'll fucking come in your room and kick a 22-year-old's ass up and down the fucking hallway? You got a new fucking thing coming to you. You think they finished the season, Joe? Yeah. You still think they do? Because I just feel like none of these leagues give a shit about anybody except money. Anything yeah. except money. Yeah. So, like, well, fuck them all. Well, speaking of money, guys, if you want to win some money, get the best advice from our friends at Game Theory Picks, formerly known as GT Picks. I'm sorry, GTP Picks, Joe. We have NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL. All these things are starting this weekend all together. And now is the time to subscribe to Game Theory Picks. You can get a weekly, monthly, or yearly subscription. And, and I want you guys to do this now. Listen up. Crank up that volume on the podcast right now because you got to sign up before August 1st. That is Saturday. And you receive your first week of Game Theory Picks absolutely free. Simply go to GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code FREEWEEK. Once again, that's GameTheoryPicks.com 
and use promo code FREEWEEK. Joe, if I'm a dirtball and I want the best mathematical advice through all the, cal- the calculations that these guys do, they're a bunch of math nerds. I know them. They're a bunch yeah. of math nerds. But those, those math nerds can win you some money. So go I, do that I, right I, now. I can't stress it enough, Andy. I, I went to our, our boys at Game Theory Picks last year when I was down in our, in our pool, in our, like, battle, and made an epic comeback. Those guys helped me make an epic comeback and take you. And, and also, I made money while doing it. And if you – guys, I know a lot of the dirtballs are, are gamblers. I know a lot of the dirtballs like to bet on this stuff. It's such a good investment. Take it from a guy – who needs every dollar he can get and doesn't often spend money to make money. I spent money last year to make money with Game Theory Picks. I love those guys. They're great. Yeah. So go to GameTheoryPicks.com once again and enter the promo code FREEWEEK before August 1st to get a free week subscription. Reminds me, what did I win last year? I was going to say, I wanted to bring that up because I actually, I forgot to put this in the rundown, but I thought about that this week. I still owe you two weeks of... The L- the L train full time. How did you, how did you not do this during Corona, dude? Well, you know what happens. The L chain needs to be fixed and everything's closed. That's basically what happened. This has to happen before week one dog. It will. It'll happen when I get back. The only thing is I have to order some stuff. I'll figure it out. So yeah, I guess I'll wear the L chain for two weeks the grocery store to I mean it kind of sucks though I'll be honest Joe it's not as fun I'm a lot more limited on where I can go yeah and I think wearing I mean I just love it for the fact that you know you're a runner you run every day you running in the L chain it's part of the deal right yeah I think I think people it won't be as funny because with the mask though that kind of sucks right Cause then it's just like, Oh, he's trying to be funny or quirky. Uh, but yeah, good, good reminder on that. We got to get the L chain fixed when I get back to, to Cali next week. Okay. So let, let's run through some of these football related stories. Cause we have a lot of them. We'll start off with college football. The ACC has set an 11 game schedule. 10 will be in conference. Notre Dame is added to that mix now. So they're out of their mind in my opinion. And I think, Ooh. Uh, the, the ACC? Just college football in general. Yeah. Like if they think it's just going to happen. I mean, I mean, right now, you have the entire Michigan State football team in quarantine. You have the entire Rutgers football team. You're, you're talking about two of the Big Ten teams are currently under quarantine. And these leagues think they're going to start football September 10th, September 12th. I, I just – just cancel it. I understand the money. We talked about it last episode, so I'm not going to waste too much time on that. But I think they're, they're ridiculous. And ACC, right? You just talked about Florida, Joe. You mean to tell me everything's going to be ready for Florida State to play down in that area? Clemson? No. no. Georgia Tech? Nope. Come on, guys. Come on, man. I, I just, like... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like you said, we, we talked about it already. It's just a money thing. It just seems like, every, like, again, it's a microcosm of what America did. Is like America refused to fully shut down because of the fear of the economy. 
And here we are doing it X amount of months later. It's like college football needs to call it the way they've called every other sport, the way they've called all their classes, call it and focus on getting better for next football season. Yeah. And for the record, I was one of those people who's like, dude, you can't have the economy closed forever. I was, but I've changed and I've modified my take on this. But now we're just half closed exactly. forever. And that's my point. You know, the numbers don't lie. Actually, let, let's see how close you can guess. How many restaurants do you think in our country have full-time closed? This was up to July 1st. How many restaurants do you think are, according to these numbers that I read, are fully shut down? Like they're not reopening, they're done. I don't even know the ballpark, but I'm just going to go 75,000. So it's not that many. And this is document 15,000. Okay. And California is leading the way, like crushing every state. Like 4,000 restaurants have already closed in the state. I, and they're saying, what's, they're saying that number could be closer to that by the end of the year. But, right. but the point is, it's, it's from all this half-ass shit. Right. And we need to just, we need to figure something out quick because we're we're literally i mean you know this you've been in california you know california is actually worse off today than it was when the stay at home was ordered march 20th yeah worse off so because people because the, the reason it's worse off is because people are just like nah it's fine it's over and it's like it's not you know and everybody's guilty of it unless you've been fully 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 locked down Sure. You know, and, and that is why it's like, what, you know, I, I'm basically not doing anything. I like, that's where the whole golf thing came from. And the whole, is like, I'm just golfing and being home. Yeah. That, that's it. You know what I mean? But there are some people who'll be like, what do you mean you're golfing? What do you mean you go to like the golf course? You know, what do you mean you're playing in foursomes with your friends? And it's like, yeah, I'm mostly playing with my brother. Andy Laz, like people that I've, that, that I know, but, but I don't know what my brother's doing. I don't know what Andy Laz is doing. I mean, I trust them when they say that they're also just playing golf and being home, but you can't say for sure. But the point is, is I have that option. The option should be nothing for a couple weeks and then go back. Yeah. Well, the NFL is moving right along, Joe, but a lot of players are opting out. And, you know, this is unfolding basically day by day. We, we look at the Patriots. It's crazy, which has now sparked all these wild conspiracy theories, which, by the way, I do not agree with at all. I mean, was the conspiracy, this is how they get Trevor Lawrence anyway? Yeah. I hate that theory because then they wouldn't have signed Cam Newton. Exactly. So... Patriots fans are honestly the worst. It's all a thing. It's this, this, well, no, this is how they get it. I don't think I've seen that from Patriots fans. I think, I think I've mostly seen that from non-Patriots fans. So Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung, two defensive starters. And Hightower is a captain. He's, he's, yeah. he's great. Running back Brandon Bolden out. Starting offensive tackle Marcus Cannon. Fullback Danny Vital. Like, reserve, like people are dropping like flies on their team and opting not to play. I can't wait to bet on them to win the AFC East. Yeah. So 
we're seeing more and more players. I want them. I want like 30 guys to opt out and them to drop to like 40 to one. I'd still go into my head. I'm still putting my money on the Patriots. The, the, the thing that people misunder like underestimate is, you know, and you said it before, like guys, Bill Belichick is not the tank coach. He's got too much of an ego. He's too good of a coach. And you know damn well he's going to want to show the world it's more me than Brady. Also, less people, less guys opting in, less guys that can snitch on him for his newest cheating scheme. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? I would. Walks like a duck and it talks like a duck. It's a Pats fan? Yeah, it's a motherfucking duck. You would still put your money on them, right? New England? I, I literally just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, to me, the New England Patriots are the definition of next man up. So yeah. that's what's going on there. We had some big signings this week, Joe. First, uh, Joey Bosa, now is the highest paid defensive player. Signed a record-breaking deal, which this one surprised me, with the Chargers, five years, 135 mil. 78 mil guaranteed, and after sign, and then after the signing bonus, everything came in 102 million guaranteed. A new defensive record. Do you like this move? Yeah, I only because you're the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you your new stadium. You got your you got your new quarterback draft pick. It's like you need you need a couple staples. For that team, you needed some people to put on the posters for the next ten years, and you got them. I know, though. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, the numbers don't lie. As far as like what he brings, in not. I'm not even just talking about sacks. I'm talking about like like what if you go deep in the actual numbers, like the pro football focus, what Bosa brings. I think his brother ultimately might be better than him. Um, Nick Bosa had a great year last year. Obviously, he's younger. I, I don't know. I, I just that's a lot of money to pay one guy. I don't know if you get a return of investment on that type of player. I, I think their returns got to be outside of outside of the idea of him like earning it on the field too. He's got he's he's one of the faces of the franchise. It's going to be him and Herbert, and that's that's you just got to you just got to be like the Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates. Ladanian Tomlinson days are beyond, behind us. This is the new charger. This is the LA Chargers. Here's our guys. Get your Bosa jersey. And I want to give a shout out to the LA Chargers, by the way. Thank you for refunding my money already. I said it might take 45 days. Uh, nope. I already got my money back, Joe. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and another caveat I want to say, almost like an asterisk to our show. We went off and we had that huge discussion about the NFL Sunday ticket. That was the email for the max payment. Which I don't, I don't follow. I, I didn't follow either. It was very confusing. So apparently you can get multiple packages with NFL Sunday ticket. There is the max package, which was four hundred dollars. I got and a new, like, and that's like TV, multiple streaming devices, the whole. No, thing. it's not even that. They don't offer the multiple streaming devices. It's access to more bullshit, which I don't know who pays for that. Because I got a new email this week from NFL Sunday Ticket. The price is the exact same as last year. 
Yeah. Okay. And then, well, and then I, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we did a half an hour on that. Well, it wasn't just me because then I looked at articles and I wasn't the only one. Everybody's like, why is this price? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anybody who didn't see that visually is not going to get that joke. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it would help their cause if they were like, hey, this is the max. Guys, I don't have to you know, dedicate half the show to it. So Joe Burrow has now signed with the Bengals. He got his deal, which, you know, great. You guys love the rookie deals, you and Tug, and it's true. Four years, $36 million, 23.9 at signing bonus. So the Bengals have four years of Burrow yeah. at a very fair rate. Yeah. I'm going to ask you what I put on the rundown. Does Joe Burrow win a playoff game in four years as a Bengal? Zero, zero playoff wins since 1991. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, here's what I'll say. I don't hate the Bengals' chances in the next four years. Roethlisberger's wrapping it up. I think the Steelers are due for a downturn. I think the Ravens are a little bit of paper tigers, you know, like I don't see them being as dominant as they were. The Browns always, the Browns just as much of a question mark as the Bengals. I'm going to still say no, but I'm, here's my prediction. No playoff wins in four years, but one playoff appearance in that fourth year. Okay. And and maybe and maybe building toward, you know, being being a team. I, I'm not really sure how I feel about Burrow. I mean, I, I understand why they had to take him number one and I, I like it and he seems like a good guy. But, you know, the the whole like he couldn't win the job, like he had one good year in college. Great year. I mean, arguably yeah. the best year of college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but he was also, again, I'm, out of I'm, high school, he's like a top. Yeah. I'm just not – I just – I'm not sure that he's a sure thing. I don't – is anybody a sure thing? I mean, Peyton Manning was a sure thing, right? Andrew Luck was a sure thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. those two. Yeah. John Elway. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very short list, Joe. I don't know if he's a sure thing either. I think these guys not playing – preseason as much as you say it doesn't matter i think that's who it matters for and just also missing a lot of camp right because it's all mm-hmm. been messed up because of covid i think it really hurts the rookie quarterback yeah because he's gonna get in right obviously sec is great but dude that doesn't replicate when you're going against the ravens or steelers right agreed well he's got the chargers week one yeah the irony. I am going to say no. He does not win. I, I just I refuse to. I refuse to put any money on the Bengals winning a playoff game. Somewhere, Justin Wood is listening to this in his TJ Hushmanzada Pro Bowl <laughs> jersey <laughs> and shaking his bearded head. Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah, I did like Hoosh. Yeah. He's like, I have this long sleeve Anthony Munoz Hawaiian Pro Bowl jersey. We're winning a playoff game. Yeah. So a story you added to the rundown, which I forgot to add, was the Aaron Rodgers story. Yeah. 
that pretty went, candid interview with former real worlder Kyle Brandt on the NFL Network. Are you? Are you? Kyle Brandt wasn't on Real World, was he? I think so. Yeah, or Road Rules, or one of them. Was he? Yeah. I think he was on Real World Chicago. No. I, like, I'm almost positive. Because I like Kyle Brandt. Obviously, I have the NFL Network. I'm certain he was like a reality show guy. Oh, my God. He was. I'm he, what? He was the Chicago. Dude, I was hard real world for a while. That was, that was 2001 season. Yeah, I was hard real world for a while. I, then, watched, I watched every season up through, like, I think it was Vegas when I bailed. I didn't get through Vegas. I watched Chicago, too. I barely watched it, but, but like, even for a couple years post. You know I auditioned for that one? <laughs> for Chicago? I auditioned. They said they were going to take somebody from St. Louis, and they took the, uh, the Jewish girl, who, the, like, skinny Jewish girl who went to Washington University in St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, I auditioned in St. Louis. That's funny. Yeah. Can you imagine me on the real world? You'd, been on, you'd be on the NFL Network right now. Which is right, my dream job. Right. I mean, you're as, you're as qualified as Kyle Brandt. I like Kyle Brandt, though. I, I he think seems like good. an all right guy. I don't, I, don't, I don't love his football takes, but he's, like, he's more of like a personality than he is like a football yeah. mind. But like, he, he's exactly the kind of guy who's great for the interview that he did, which is just like a casual like, man-on-man interview with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So Aaron apparently confessed that when they drafted Jordan Love, he started drinking heavily. Start, heavily started drinking tequila. Well, he didn't confess heavily, but he, he said started. he was like drinking it, and that when he got the phone call, he went and he poured himself a highball. Yeah, he did say that, and that Aaron Rodgers is very candid that and honest that he won't be playing for the Packers to finish his career. Where would you like to see Aaron Rodgers go next? What would I like to see? Yeah. You know, everybody keeps bringing up the Bears, which I'm like. I'd what- love to see him go to the Bears. And I want him to go. This is what I want. I want Aaron Rodgers to go into Matt LaFleur's office like Charlie Sheen in Major League when he gets cut. And he's like, you may think I'm done now, but I'm going to fucking play you. And every time I do – I'm going to shove it straight up your fucking ass. And he fucking throws a football off a locker. And like Aaron Rodgers winning a Super Bowl with the Bears because they give up on one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time would be amazing. I'd honestly like him to go to the fucking Lions too, although I think Matt Stafford's fine. And you know what? I wouldn't like him to go to the Lions because they'd waste him just like Stafford. Well, we disagree on Aaron Rodgers at this point. Okay. I mean, he had a good year statistically. Yeah. He's always had a good year. His touchdown to interception ratio is great. Usually throws for 4,000 yards. His completion percentage was only 62% last year, which, you know, is about average in today's. Yeah, also new head coach, new offense. So you think he's got a bunch of good years left in the tank? I do. Honestly, I'd like him to get the Vikings too. Just the NFC North. Just shove it up the Packers' ass. 
if he goes to the Vikings just like the like Favre did, or I think the Bears is better. The Bears is even better. Well, the Bears seems like a viable option at this point. Obviously, you have Nick. My, my manager, who's a big Green Bay fan, and Aaron Rodgers stan is you need to stop talking about Rodgers leaving the pack. No, eleven O's. It's like well. He, well he is. Yeah, yeah, the Packers. This is the Packers' fault. This isn't Aaron. Rod- he, Aaron Rodgers said he thought he was gonna but, be a Packer for life. But look, let's 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 just take a step back for a second. If Aaron Rodgers has a great year this year, he's gonna be there again in twenty twenty one. So it's all. I mean, know. it could, you know Lafleur could be on the train of like we only got to. The thing is, it's kind of a double-edged sword. He could say we only got to the NFC Championship game because of Aaron Rodgers, but we don't have a talented enough roster because, like a lot of teams, we're paying our quarterback and we can't pay other people. Let's start over. Let's go with the young quarterback. Let's build this from the thing from the beginning. I want control of this team. I, I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong here. I just think if you're Aaron Rodgers of all people, there's like – you know, seven quarterbacks, 10 quarterbacks in the history of game of the game that have earned their right, in my opinion, to say when they go, when they stay. And I think he's one of them. Yeah. This is what, this is my advice to Aaron Rodgers, And I think you're going to agree with me. I know it sucks. They drafted your successor. Take a step back. You live in the, the great state of Wisconsin, home to our friends at Miller Lite. Yeah. Pour, your, Miller Light. pour yourself a cold Miller Lite and go into this season fully energized, fully recharged, and lead them to the Super Bowl. Sit down at what is, I'm sure, a beautiful kitchen table. You're a multimillionaire. Get a fresh plate of cheese curds. Ooh. Pull a frozen mug out of your freezer. Pour yourself a, what is it, 94 calorie? 96 calories. 96 calorie. Miller Lite. Pour yourself a cold one. And, and think about your future. You really want to really go somewhere? Chicago? <coughs> Eat wet beef sandwiches? Drink whatever beer they drink in Chicago? Which is yeah. also Miller Lite. Great. So go to Chicago. <laughs> that's right guys miller light <coughs> the original light beer while you're home enjoy a classic available for delivery today celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces and i know that the football season is right around the corner and, and now is the perfect time to order yourself some miller light and you don't even have to wait for football season basketball's here baseball's here nhl's here Enjoy a few cold ones this weekend while you're watching the games. Absolutely. I, I got to think if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers, that, that's got to be part of the, the real hurt. You know, you've given a lot for this team. You won them a Super Bowl. You get the freshest Miller Lite in the world. And now you're like, God, now I got to drink less fresh Miller Lite. Like this is, what did Jordan Love ever do for you guys? Yeah, exactly. So Patrick Mahomes talking about another quarterback is now a part owner of the Royals. Patrick Mahomes staying, making the right decisions. If he wants to be like, he's Mr. Kansas city. Yeah. A beloved Kansas city guy. He's doing the right thing. I love it. 
<coughs> his dad played for the Royals for a minute or no? I don't think he did. I, I feel like he played on a lot of teams. He did. He played on a, a lot of – played on the Mets. I know, I'm a, I know Mahomes is a Mets fan. He rocks his dad's Mets jersey a lot. Yeah. He – let's look it up. He played – I believe he played 13 years. So he played on Minnesota, Boston, Mets, Texas, Cubs, Pittsburgh. Wow. So he avoided Kansas City. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, look, I'm sure it's, it's a Jay-Z deal, you know. I'm sure he took part of his half a billy that he just got from Kansas City, reinvested it in, in the city, in, in the sports teams, right across the, the street there. And, you know, it's, he's beloved. He's already beloved, but, like, this, he's just doubling down. And he's the face of – you know, an ownership group now, the way Jay-Z was, the way Magic is. I'm sure it's a small portion, but, dude, you got a half a billion dollars. Why not buy some of the baseball teams? Yeah, I mean, what a great week for him. He bought a small ownership stake in the Royals, and he also bought a new Lamborghini. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's good. You got money to spend, man. I mean, if you got money, like every – he's still a kid. Like, if you got money, why wouldn't you have a Lamborghini? Yeah. Are there still things? Lamborghinis? It sounds like it, huh? Yeah, sounds like it. I think I just saw a story that, like, the new one's so, like, whatever. It's not even street legal. So fast, so low. I don't even know. That, that's my thing, though. It's like, I, like, where are you going? Where are you going with that thing? You, you can't actually. Who cares? He's got a half a billion dollars. Go to Walmart in it. I just pictured, you know, the wing coming up, the wing, the, the door, Dumb and Dumber style. Yeah. <laughs> outside, Jim, of, outside of Sonic. When Jim Carrey gets out. Because, yeah. I mean, K- Kansas City, like you're saying, that's, that's, it's not like he's rolling up into a, uh, a nice restaurant. I'm not saying there's not nice restaurants in Kansas City. I'm just saying. Arthur Bryant's, you know, go get some barbecue. Yeah. Who cares? Take it I'm everywhere. Not, I like to move, though. I really do. I like to move. That's when, what, that's when you know you're a boss is when your badass sports car is your everyday car. Yeah. Just don't put a bike rack on it. Speaking of cars, how's the uh, old Corolla hatch holding up? Oh, it's holding up. It's doing, it's doing well. So, you know, I, I, got, I got it washed a couple weeks ago for you, but you're, you're about to return, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a fresh one here. Am I, am I coming back to anything crazy? No. That's, that's, I mean, it's not my not, fear. That's, that's Walt's fear. Not what with your car or just oh, in general? I've never met someone so paranoid about not his car. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Your car is fantastic. What are the gas prices out there now? Oh, stupid. 339, 349. Oh, so, so they're back way up. Yeah. Which, you know, I didn't take your car up, up the coast last weekend, but that was a kick in the balls driving up, driving up the coast and having to stop a couple times for gas. Yeah. 349. I wonder if they could turn homeless people into gas. It's a very, uh, yeah, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip what I want to (laughs) say. Either way, I just got us canceled. Yeah, absolutely. Completely offensive. Joe, the last thing I want to discuss is the Antonio Brown bet. Not even a bet. 
claim that I'll shove the L chain. We already talked about the L chain. <laughs> Andy Laz brought that up multiple times this weekend while we were up north. He's like, Andy Ruther, you know, he always does this. It's a thing where he's not even making a wager with you. Just uh, if you get him fired up enough, he'll promise to shove something up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so AB, it's AB versus Odell. Odell's like 4,700 and change. So basically like three full seasons. No, 4,700. I'd say four. Okay. So let's say Odell's getting 1,200 yards a year. Now, the AB, I'm retired, I'm not retired. Hey, is he – like, I have zero faith that he's going to play on a team anymore. But if he plays just one year and gets 1,000 yards, I'll feel comfortable. Really? I will. So you don't think Odell has five – thousand yard seasons in them or five 1200 yard seasons in them i just you never know with injuries man sure absolutely i mean that's the one thing that'll that's and and, and know, that's giving you that's, a chance. that's where I, that's where i'm hedging myself on is injuries and some guys play forever you know what i'm saying like for every for every uh larry fitzgerald you have a uh, des bryant and I'm not comparing. I'm just saying, look how quickly Des just fell off. Sorry, I'm getting a little hot in here. I'm just going to take off my – Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to take, take this off real quick. Yeah, no worries. So my, my take is that – yeah, show that chest hair, Joe. My, I said show Max. that chest hair. So, oh, yes. so, so my, so, Yeah, what's up, dog? So that's kind of my take is you just – you never know. Like, like Odell's young, but Odell's also, this is what, year seven? Mm, maybe, yeah. Yeah, because his first year was 2014. So this would, would be year seven. Once guys hit 10 years, I'm just saying, you look at the Des Bryant's, you look at the Ocho Cinco's, you look at guys who've been productive. I don't know. I mean, how many yards did Odell have last year? I think like 1,100. Yeah. I'm not too worried right now. I'll be worried if he has two straight years of a thousand yards. And I mean, Odell has sixty-five hundred career yards. One, two, three, four, five, six in six years. So, and he missed one year, basically. Right, but uh, but I'm saying when you consider all his injuries and everything, in six years he's got sixty-five hundred yards. So. Yeah. If he goes another six, it close to that pace, you're in trouble. For sure. Well, yeah, I lose. It's not I'm in trouble. Yeah. But, well, but I'm, it, saying, I'm saying you're in trouble if Odell goes another six at close to that pace and Antonio Brown plays two more years. No. No? Not worried about that. Antonio Brown played two more years. If Antonio Brown plays two more years and has a thousand yards, right? Then then he's what? Then he's it's right there. Again, he's forty seven hundred ahead of him right now. Right. We'll see. Do you think anybody would sign him? I think somebody might get desperate, but I think the thing for you is I don't, I don't see Antonio Brown getting 2,000 more career yards. Yeah, I don't either. 
that's not even in my equation of thought process. Right. My thought process is something happens to Odell is my only hope. Right. That's a terrible thing to hope. No, I'm not hoping. I shouldn't say that. I'm not yeah. hoping. It's my somebody, only... somebody snip this and send it to Odell. Andy Ruther rooting for his injury. No, I don't root for anybody to get injured. Injuries suck. Well, Joe, we're not going to do any dirtball questions today. We do have the hotline up and running. It's been which, re- we will, which we will get back to when you get back here. This is officially the last Andy Ruther back in Cincinnati episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast, barring some sort of quarantine or injury or forced Midwest stay. You will be back for next Monday's show. Next Monday, I'll be back in the Smut Studio. Call the hotline, 310-359-8365. What are you most excited for and what are you least excited for about returning to California? I'm most excited to do the show next to you. Like, that's not even a question. Oh, oh, hey. (laughs) That's not even a question. That's the thing I'm most excited for. I'm least excited for kind of all the bullshit I really haven't had to deal with here. Does that make sense? Like the lines and the... There's not really that much in terms of that really anymore. I was in and out of Ralph's yesterday. Okay, so, so th- th- it's more of I've gotten used to a quiet house to sleep. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what I'm least excited for. Like I'm going to turn into that neighbor because there's somebody below me now. There's somebody above me. Dude, we had multiple earthquakes this morning. Saw that. I woke up. It was the, the biggest earthquake I've experienced in my 10 years in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like hella shaking. I saw that on Twitter. I saw it was pretty loud. And then I woke up again to a second one. And it was weird. You know what the worst part about it was? I was having a dream that I was playing bar dice with Adam Sandler when the first one woke me up. I don't know who won our bar dice game. Interesting. Yeah. I'm also excited for the beach. Yeah, it's pretty great. So I am the whitest I've ever been. Like, not ever, but in the last 15 years. I'm a hella tan from all this golf. I know. I need to work on that. Well, Dirtballs, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Once again, the hotline is up and running. 310-359-8365. Give us a call. Speaking of golf, by the way, Andy, I t- I've mentioned it before. I've got a set of clubs for you here. Set, yeah. set of clubs for you. We get some Miller lights. We'll go out on the golf course. I'm already looking forward to the dirty sports foursome. Me, Laz, you, Tug. Tug's a fucking legit golfer. Good. He'll be and, my guy. Yeah. And so I think it's, it'll be good pairings for, for, some, for some pairs skins. We'll get on the golf course, get you some sun. Uh, good. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And also, speak, speaking of golf, two, two things uh, on the post-Pebble, Prano-Pebble uh, tour. Um, today, right after the show, I'm uploading the final episode of Two Weeks to Pebble. And I'm uploading Tug and I's Zoom conversation, him doing his Jim, Ran- Jim Nance Prano-Pebble wrap-up. We did, I think, a half hour or 45 minutes. He literally went hole for hole with me, like going over – shots and handicaps and all that this guy loves him some golf oh he does yeah. nice he's like oh we're gonna get some more golf in the dirty sports i'm like i still can't watch golf dude and he's like golf's a good sport to like 
watch while you're on your phone. And I did that like a couple of weeks ago. And it was just like, I looked, I was like, am I so, you know, that feeling when you're driving and you're like, have I been driving this whole time? How did I not go into a ditch? I was like, have yeah. I been watching golf for two hours? I don't know a single thing that happened. Yeah. But, no. but I'm excited to play. And uh, I'm sure Andy Laz is excited about the potential of getting a, a dirty sports foursome where you're like, if I don't hit this putt, I'll show my putter up my ass. <laughs> no, no, there's zero expectations for me in my lack of golf game. Well, dirt balls, enjoy sports. It's back. Finally, we got multiple sports at once. Have a great weekend. And most importantly, stay dirty. <laughs>